0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: This is my Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms, in the place of authority, dominion and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Then my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you're watching online, thank you for joining us. Be sure to click share. Our Sunday morning series has been four things we must confess. One of our launching scriptures has been Proverbs 18 and verse 21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And as we've learned right now in our lives, we are and we have what we have been saying and confess. And we've learned that to change our life and our circumstances for the better, we've got to change what we're saying. We've got to change what we're confessing. And too many people, including too many Christians, they're speaking death and negativity to their life and to their circumstances. Words spoken in faith will put positive pressure on your circumstances to change for the better. Isaiah 55, beginning in verse 10, says, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose the purpose for which I sent it. You and I are made in the image of God and his word does not return to him void and in your life, Your words do not return to you void. So you have to watch what you are saying. You know, we've we've got five children, and it's an adventure every single day. And uh, right now, Samuel's got this thing going with the the next oldest one, Michaela, and there's a little bit of fighting going on and a little bit of bickering going on. And so I've said several times in the past week, if you don't have anything nice to say, Don't say anything. And we could say it this way, if you don't have something positive to say, if you don't have something encouraging to say, if you don't have something hopeful to say based on the Word of God, it's best just not to say it and to keep your mouth shut. According to God's Word, we're everything God says we are, regardless of what we are currently experiencing in our circumstances. So we have to say what the Word says. And as we've been learning To live a victorious Christian life, you've got to know and confess who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, what you possess in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. And we're learning about what we possess in Christ. In 2 Peter 1 and verse 4, the Apostle Peter said that we may. He didn't say we will, he didn't say it's guaranteed. He said we may participate in the divine nature. And that's all about our knowledge of the word of God. And not just our knowledge of the word of God, but the extent to which we take action on the word of God in our everyday lives, and our everyday circumstances. In Ephesians chapter 1, and verses 18 and 19, the apostle Paul said that his incomparably great power is at work in us. So we've just got to believe it and say it. And take action and act like it. Amen. So we're learning about our inheritance in Christ. Say, I have an inheritance. inheritance. Say, say, it is wonderful. It is wonderful. You you, you have to discipline yourself to look to God as your source. You know, it's sad on on social media when there's a stimulus, or now they're doing these child tax credit payments. How how excited people get that the government's doing this or that. You have to look to the Lord as your source and realize that no matter how wonderful the job you have is, no matter how wonderful the benefits, no matter how wonderful the raise you just got, the Lord is our source and the Lord is our provider. And our inheritance in the kingdom of God is far more wonderful than anything on planet earth. See, I have an inheritance. inheritance. So we're learning about what we possess in Christ. And we learned the last two Sundays that first, we possess divine health in Christ. Praise God for healing. Praise God that healing is in the atonement, but God's best is divine health. And this is to be part of our witness as the church, as the body of Christ in 2021, that while the world is in fear, while people are afraid to go outside and all of this nonsense, that we are not just healthy, and whole, but we are walking in supernatural divine health in 2021. Say, I possess possess divine divine health. health. Say, healing Healing is mine, mine. but even better, better, my heavenly Father Father wants me to walk walk in divine health. health. Now, second, and this is what we're going to deal with today, second, we possess long life in Christ Jesus. Say, I possess possess long life life in Christ. Christ. The the Bible says of the saints that the number of their days was fulfilled. And in your life, in your family, as long as the Lord tarries, our Heavenly Father wants the number of your days to be fulfilled. He doesn't want you to go out early. He doesn't want you to go out prematurely. Now, now I'm going to deal with some things that are practical but they are meant to help you and to be a blessing to you. First, there are a lot of believers with the mindset that they, they can just live however they want. Well, you, go, you read the Word of God, you read the Bible, you find that Old Covenant, New Covenant, that is simply not the case. When Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he specifically mentions that there were believers that were sickly and had died prematurely and early because of the way that they were mistreating each other in the church and because of the way in which they were abusing communion and the Lord's table. And so how we live matters. What we do matters. And you you might say, oh, Austin, are you saying this plays into how long I live? Absolutely. How we live matters. What we do matters. How we treat others matters. You, You can shorten your life being negative. You can shorten your life by being unforgiving. You can shorten your life by being mean. You know, just this past, in the past few weeks, I was so grieved. Jessica and I didn't understand a situation going on with a young lady in her 30s. But another lady in the church told Jessica, well, you have to understand that this young woman, she she has a problem letting things go, and she bears grudges. Well, this is not conducive to walking in the blessing of the Lord. This is not conducive to living a healthy life. This is not conducive to living a long life that is a blessed life. So what we do matters. How we treat each other matters. And it does affect the number of our days. Now, I want to deal with something Pastor mentioned at 9, and this is important. In your Bible, look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 beginning in verse 18. Every command in the word of God is for our good. Every command in the word of God is for our benefit. Old Testament, New Testament, God loves his people and he wants us to live blessed lives, long lives, healthy lives. 1 Corinthians 6 beginning in verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. So so don't just avoid it, flee from it, run from it. All other sins are man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Say this, say, I am to honor the Lord with my body. Say, what I do with my body matters. And this has everything to do with walking in the favor of God, the blessing of God, the health of God, and living a long life. What we do matters. How we conduct ourselves matters. And our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Go out to the cafe, the temporary cafe, where they have the books temporarily. And one of the books on healing is a book called Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth who believe like we do that healing is in the atonement, that healing is the children's bread, that our Heavenly Father wants us to be healed and walk in divine health. But towards the end of that book, he deals with something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, and that is this fact that God can heal you in His grace and in His mercy or on the basis of your faith. He can heal you, but if you don't take care of your body, you will still not fulfill the number of your days. If you're not a good steward of the body the Lord has blessed you with, you can shorten your days. And even though healing and divine health are the will of God, even though divine health is God's best, you can die sickly. You can die suffering in your body because of abusing or mistreating your body. And part of our challenge in 2021 is the world in which we live because of Adam's sin. The curse is in the earth. It's frightening how just how toxic our food is. It's frightening what our government allows in our food versus what is banned from being put in the food in Europe. It is frightening. It is sobering. So so there's all that going on. So we have to do our due diligence in taking care of ourselves, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our families. And We have to look to the Lord as our source, not the government, not drug companies, and not all these drugs with all these various side effects. I'm going to tell you a story. Keep it short. When Jessica and I were newly married, we got married, of course, on the advice of her doctor at the time. She took whatever birth control they recommended because we were married, but we wanted to wait a few years to have children. And I don't remember the name of that drug, but over time it began to cause various side effects in her body. And over time, her various hormonal levels in certain areas were greatly elevated to where when she would go for checkups and follow-ups, they would be very concerned about what was going on in her body. Well, long story short, eventually they told her that because of this one elevated level, she had a brain tumor. Well, we put the brakes on at that point. No more and no more of that. And my parents took her. They took her to Tulsa. And T.L. Osborne laid hands on her, prayed for her. We never went back to that doctor. She never took any of that ever again. But this is what no one wants to talk about. You know, we we talk about things like heroin or LSD or fentanyl and the terrible things that these drugs do to the body. But there are all these other drugs that are legal, that are prescribed, and they're doing all sorts of things to our body. And there are side effects. And this absolutely plays into our quality of life and our health of life. So you mean to say she's not done any follow-up appointments on that? No. Teal Osborne prayed for her. As far as we were concerned, she was healed. It was done. It was settled. No moss and no more. And he might say, well, Austin, aren't you worried you could have more children? That, that's part of the blessing of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Wherever she is right now, she's saying, No more, no more. (laughs) But this is the world in which we live. There are a lot of young women, and they struggle and struggle to have families. But part of it is everything that has been put in their bodies and all the side effects that can take years and years and years to work themselves out. So our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we have to take care of our bodies. And we have to do the absolute best that we can to take care of our bodies in the year 2021. You know, Jessica told me this past week that Andy's now has the key lime pie frozen custard. Glory to God. And yes, I got myself one. Amen. And, and I would love to get one of those every single day because they don't, you can't just get it any time of the year. It's now or never. So, so I would love to get one of those every single day, but I would not be a good steward of the body that God blessed me with. So, you got to eat healthy. Amen. Amen. You got to exercise. You got to be a good steward of what God has blessed you with. Amen. It's the only one you're going to get. Even if Jeff Bezos invents a way to give himself another body, that's for him, not for you. We've all known good Christians who love the Lord, but they did not live out a full life. As the Bible would say, the number of their days was not fulfilled. They passed early before their time. Traditional religious Christianity has led us to believe that God is the author of death and that God may decide to indiscriminately kill people or take them out early with sickness or disease. I love what my father said at 9 a.m., that, 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 that people picture the Lord like he's a mafia boss, and he's capping people and taking them out. That's ridiculous. We've heard it wrongly taught that every man or woman has a, a set time to die, August 4th at 3 p.m., or whatever it is. In ignorance, people say things like, well, I guess... It was their time. But that assumes that our Heavenly Father is the author of death. Our Heavenly Father is the author of life, not death. He is the author of life, not death. Yes, if the Lord tarries, we will all eventually die. Our bodies will eventually wear out. But there is no set time for you to die. God does not have a chart in heaven with everyone's name on it, with your appointed or assigned time of death. There is no set time for you to die. Hebrews 9 and verse 27. Hebrews 9 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die. Say, say once to die. But after this the judgment. Say once to die. So this says that it is appointed unto every man, unto every woman once to die. But it doesn't say that your time has been set. That's why you'll hear me say frequently, just reading the Bible will fix a lot of wrong beliefs people have. People wrongly take this scripture to mean that we all have a set appointed time. You know, at a certain time, Brad Pitt's gonna knock on your door. Well, death does not look like Brad Pitt. (laughs) You don't have a set appointed time. It says it is appointed unto men once to die. Say once to die. But it does not say that the time or your time has been set. Death itself is appointed, but the time of death is not appointed. Not only that, but the word of God tells us in the Old Testament and the New Testament that we can live long upon the earth. And that's God's best. Amen. That we live long lives. That we live healthy lives that we live, blessed lives that we live, prosperous lives. Psalm 91 beginning in verse 14. Psalm 91 beginning in verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. Verse 16, with long life. What kind of life? Long. Say with long life. Now this We're not even the New Testament. This is before Jesus. This is before the new covenant with better promises and everything better. This is the old covenant. And it says in verse 16, with long life. Say long life. Long life. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Proverbs 3, beginning in verse 1. Proverbs 3, beginning in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years. How many years? So again, what we do matters. And this is why we've got to find out what the word says and live our lives accordingly. And this is why this idea that's out there that we can pray a prayer and then live however we want, it is so detrimental. And that's why there are so many believers and they're cursed in their lives and they're cursed in their bodies and they're defeated in their lives. And they're defeated in their bodies. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep. Say keep. 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 my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. And one of the hardest things I think I ever faced, there was a young man, and sadly he had a father that was not a believer, and his father had encouraged his son to just live however he want. to to sow his wild oats and all of that worldly, ungodly thinking. And so this young man in his high school years, he, he was a sex addict. He was a drug addict. He had a lot of problems. Then he went off to college. And in the midst of that, for a time being, he did get himself right. And God in his grace and mercy did a wonderful work in that young man's life. But because of all the things that he had been previously bound to, there were open doors in his life. Jesus taught in the Gospels that when someone is set free, that those spirits go through arid, dry places. Then they say to themselves, "Why why don't we return to the house we left? And if they return and find an open door, the state of that man or woman will be seven times worse off than they were at the beginning. And so that young man headed back down that road and was messed up and bound then addicted again. And there were, there were things going on in the family and with his father. And I, I remember the night that I got the call from his mother. I remember standing in the room with his mother, seeing that young man laid out, seeing the hole in his head from that young man taking his life. That time was not appointed by God. That is the work of Satan who steals, who kills, and who destroys. And that is not God's best. See, God's best would be that that young man be free and live a long, healthy, blessed life. And what does Satan do? He steals, he kills, and he destroys. Say, God's best for my life is a long life and a healthy life. And a blessed life. But notice part of this in Proverbs 3 and verse 1 is keeping the commands of the Lord, living the life, being a doer of the word, and living a righteous life for the Lord in wicked, wicked days. Proverbs 3 and verse 13, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. She is more profitable than silver and yields better return than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 16, long life is in her wisdom's right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. So part of living a life where you embrace the wisdom of God, part of living the life where you read the proverb for the day and then take action and live it out is acquiring wisdom. What's the benefit of having the wisdom of God? Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Now let's go over to everybody's favorite verse or verses. Ephesians 6, beginning in verse 2. I'd have to look up the reference. It's either in the epistles of Peter. I believe it's in the epistles of Peter. But Peter, the Bible says that in the last days, one of the signs of the last days will be rebelliousness amongst young people. And we see it all everywhere we look, in the culture, in the news, social media. But what does the Bible say? Ephesians 6, beginning in verse 2. Honor. Say say Honor. I remember being in Houston with Jessica at a gathering of pastors with Joel Osteen and at some point he was being asked questions and he smiled and he said, honor is the key to everything. Well, what does the word tell us? Honor who? Your father and mother. Now this does not mean that mom and dad are perfect. This does not mean that even if they come to church they're perfect. But that doesn't change the fact that the Bible says we're to do what? Honor. Say honor. Honor regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of whether or not you want to, what are we to do? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. What's the promise? Verse three, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, this is part of the reason when young people rebel and they act disrespectful, whether it's to Aaron Wood or one of the school teachers, or pastors, Gene and Sue, it grieves us so because I know from the word that the end result, if they don't change, it is going to be disastrous. Because if we walk in honor, it says it will go well with you, and you may enjoy long life. But if we don't walk in honor, if we walk in rebellion, and rebellion toward authority figures, if we dishonor mom and dad, what's going to happen? It won't go well with you. And you won't enjoy what kind of life? Long life. Your days will in fact be shortened. Shorter than they're supposed to be. If the Lord tarries, you do have an appointment with death, but the time is open. Tell your neighbor, say, the time is open. open. Tell your other neighbor, say, "The the time is not yet set. So if the time is not yet set, why can't we take the initiative in setting the time? You know, and again, you go back to 1 Corinthians 6, Paul used the example of sexual immorality. Why do some people die early? It's because of what they did with their bodies, whether in sexual immorality or in other things. You know, we live in a time in America when people are eating themselves to death, literally. Too many Christians wrongly believe that God sets the time, the appointment, and there's nothing they can do about it. The same Christians foolishly believe that God causes us to meet up with our appointed time through car wrecks or cancer or some other terrible negative experience. But what does the word say? Hosea 4:6 tells us, and this is true of this topic and every topic, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. We could say it this way, we, we don't walk in his best because of a lack of knowledge. Let's look at some examples from Scripture. Look at 2 Kings 20, beginning in verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah the king became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Well, that's not the word from the Lord that any of us want. Amen. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord remember O Lord how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes and Hezekiah wept bitterly before Isaiah had left the middle court the word of the Lord came to him go back and tell Hezekiah the leader of my people this is what the Lord the God of your father David says I have heard your prayer and seen your tears I will heal you on the third day from now you will go up to the temple of the Lord. And I will add 15 years to your life. How many years? 15. Just a simple prayer, sincere, honest. And the Lord added 15 years to his life. Tell your neighbor, say your time's not set. set. Tell your other neighbor, say your time is not set. set. See, as long as the Lord tarries, there are so many ways in which we can Take action to extend the number of days on the earth. I mentioned many, many just in the message this morning. Taking care of yourself, realizing that your your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And what we do with our body, it matters. What we feed our body, it matters. What we put into our body matters. How we take care of our body, it matters. Then things like walking in love, forgiving, not not grudge-bearing. There are so many things that we can do to add to the years of our life. Yet if you read on about Hezekiah's life, despite God's grace and mercy, Hezekiah was later foolish. When the envoys came from Babylon, he he was a fool. He, He showed them the temple's treasury, and later they came and they took everything. It's not just about living a moral life. You also have to live with the wisdom of God. As Christians under the new covenant, we have failed to walk in all that belongs to us. Consider these Old Testament examples. And I don't have time to read all of it, but if you read Genesis 48 and Genesis 49, you can read about Jacob at the end of his life. He prayed over the sons of Joseph. Then he prophesied over the lives of each of his sons. And some of it was good. Some of it was not good. Based on the things they had done. Then Genesis 49, verse 33 says, When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Tell your neighbor, so that's, that's the way to go. Tell your neighbor, so that's, that's the way to go. You know, I've been to the hospital, and I've seen people suffer in the hospital. And I've seen even families do things against the will of the person in the bed to try and extend their life. That's not God's best. God's best is telling your family, I'm going to go be with the Lord, getting in bed, and sleeping the sleep of the righteous and waking up in heaven with the Lord. That is God's best. Tell, tell your neighbor, say, lift up your eyes. Lift your eyes. Tell your neighbor, say, lift up your, lift eyes. Up your eyes. You know There, there are people, and they, they have the mindset, they're just going to live however they want, and if they, they end up in the hospital, then they're going to make things right with the Lord. And then they'll, they'll call sons and daughters in and family members in and, and they'll, they'll make everything right. Ye, if you're in that situation, they could have you so drugged to where you don't even know what's going on. You cannot count on that. And that is not God's best, not his best for his children. So Jacob chose the timing of his death, not the Lord, not Satan, Jacob chose the timing of his death. Look over at Deuteronomy 34 and verse 7. And if you remember the story, Moses, because of his wrong example, and instead of speaking to the rock, he he struck it in anger, and God honored his man. Water still came out. But because of that, the Lord told Moses, you're not going to enter into the promised land. So again, what we do matters. And how we conduct ourselves, it does matter matter, but look at how he ended his life. Deuteronomy 34 and verse 7, Moses was 120 years old when he died and his eye was not dim nor his natural force abated. His natural forces were not abated. So you don't have to die sick and diminished. At 120 years of age, Moses, his eyesight was not dimmed and his forces were not abated. You see the same thing in Joshua's life. Let's look at Caleb. Caleb speaking to Joshua in Joshua 14, beginning in verse 10. Now, just as the Lord has promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to the Moses while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. Tell your neighbor, say 85. 85. Tell your other neighbor, say 85. 85. So we, we got to give up this thing. We're, we're, we're tired. It's hard. You know, I'm just struggling to get through the day. 85. Tell your neighbor, say 85. 85. I still am as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there, and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out. He didn't say his sons or his grand. He said, I. I will drive them out just as he has said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb son of Jephunneh and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. The land that had been prom- promised to Caleb, it was full of giants. The cities, they were large and fortified, but he said, the Lord helping me, I will drive them out. At 85, tell, tell your neighbors, say, 85. So you got to stop picturing yourself like the old guy in the movie Up, you know, walking around with the tennis balls there. you got to get all of that out of your thought life. Amen. Amen. Say strong. strong. Say healthy. healthy. Say, say vigorous. vigorous. Say able to think for myself. Able to think for myself. Amen. Amen. So when we got to lift, and then again, this is all before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now regarding man's length of days upon the earth, Because of man's conduct and wickedness, God made a decision in Noah's day to limit man's days. Genesis 6 and verse 3, The Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be 120 years. Later, God limited man's days again. Psalm 90 speaks of this. I've had people tell me before that they didn't even know this was in the Bible. Psalm 90 and verse 10 the length of our days is 70 years, or 80, if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Verse 12, teach us to number our days aright. So we got to be thankful and grateful for every day we have. We have to live in two worlds simultaneously, ready to meet the Lord at any moment, but also raising our children and our families to serve the Lord in wicked days if the Lord tarries we got to live in both worlds simultaneously. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So this is why it's so important that as believers we have a biblical understanding of death. Say, tell your neighbor, say, a Bible understanding. A Bible understanding. You know, when, when someone goes, they pass, it's, it's amazing the things that go on. But this is why we have to have a Bible understanding of death. If they were a believer, they're with the Lord. And that's why the Apostle Paul says that we don't mourn as the world mourns, as those who have no hope. And then, you know, I've talked to people before and they've been ridiculous. Well, I don't know why great granny Sally passed away at 95. You know, I don't know what the Lord is trying to communicate to me. She was 95. She had lived out her days she was ready to be on streets of gold so you gotta set aside all the nonsense of the culture and go to the word of God and have a biblical understanding and it doesn't mean that we don't miss them it doesn't mean that we don't grieve because they're they're no longer with us and, and we miss them but we have to remember as the apostle Paul said we don't mourn as the world mourns because we know they are with whom? They are with the Lord. If you do not know that you have the power of death and life in your life, if you do not understand that you have a part to play, then you'll drop your guard and you'll assume your time and that the time is inevitable. When you allow fate to do its work, you've allowed Satan to operate in your life unhindered. Just like when you leave the garden of your life up to God. Then people end up blaming God for all kinds of horrible circumstances like tornadoes or hurricanes, car wrecks, earthquakes, AIDS, or COVID, whatever it is. The Bible only records God taking two people, and they both left the earth alive, Enoch and Elijah. So line up your thinking with the Word of God. And get rid of all those religious cliches. What do we possess in Christ? Say, I possess possess divine divine health health in Christ. Christ. What do we possess in Christ? Say, I possess possess long life 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 in Christ. Christ. Say this. Say, I will live a long life. I will live a a healthy life. life. I will live a blessed life. As long as the Lord tarries... The number of my days will be fulfilled. And I will fulfill God's call, God's purpose, and God's destiny for my life in these days. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.